my name is Brad. We are Grace Teaching today. We're talking about God's masterpiece. This is part two. Um, you'll want to check out the other video on God's masterpiece. Of course, we're, uh, our key verse is in Ephesians 2.10. This is where the Apostle Paul, Paul writes the, the letter from prison. They're called uh, prison epistles. He wrote 13 of them. But this one in particular is uh, addressed to the church in Christ at Ephesus. And so we're in uh, chapter 2, verse 10. Um, and so, like I said, there's a whole other teaching on the first part of this uh, scripture, this verse, where it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And of course, the first teaching we did was, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Now these good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them is kind of where we're at today. Um, and so we're going to talk about that. And uh, what are these good works? You know, we, we uh, often think that, well, maybe they're, you know, things that Jesus wants me to do for him. Well, the grace message is this, folks. Um, we don't do anything for Jesus, but rather we uh, live from the life-giving Spirit of Christ. So let's take a look at uh, doing the good things that he planned for us long ago. Um, first of all, to all who received him, to them who believed in his name, Jesus Christ, God has given us the right to be called his children. So as children of God, yes, there are good things that he's planned for us to do long ago. But guess what, folks? He doesn't want us to do them independent. He wants us to look to, to Christ and see our need for dependency on him. As well as the Apostle Paul is going to show us and the body of Christ in need um, for dependency on Christ. So let's start it off. First of all, good deeds good deeds. Have you ever noticed in social media how the main majority of uh, the new creature in Christ is out actually trying to encourage people and do good deeds now? Um, well, there's a reason for that. Titus 2.14 says this, He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us, and to make us his very own people. Totally committed to doing good deeds. Now keep in mind here, we have been freed from addictions, we have been freed um, from the things that enslaved us, like alcohol, drugs, um, pornography, um, food, um, you name it. And so we went to everything but Christ, um, before Christ. And so, But now in Christ, He has freed us from every kind of addiction and sin that uh, we were in bondage to. And also remember the blood of Jesus cleansed our sins. We are forgiven people. Our past, present, and future sins have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And that's a continuous action. It's continued on from the time of our birth clear till the time we're absent from the body present with the Lord. So that's why we're always clean and right and loved unconditionally by our Heavenly Father. Now, the life that Christ gives us Jesus gives his life for us so he can give his life to us so we can transmit his life through us. Um, a good friend of mine once said, but um, to, now we're totally committed to doing good deeds. Um, Paul says this in Ephesians 5, 8, 9, 
For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Okay, and so why is the light of Christ in you to produce this light? The character of light is pure, true, and right. And so as we look to Christ, we see our need for dependency on Him to live from His life, giving spirit, so that we can bear the character of light. The second thing we want to look at is these, uh, the second doing good things that He planned for us long ago is there are rules for Christian households. Did you know that? We actually have rules for Christian households. For instance, I'm reading from Colossians. This is another letter that the Apostle Paul wrote from prison. Um, Colossians chapter 3, verse 18 through 25. And he writes this. He says, okay, again, notice how he's going to show us our need for dependency on Christ in the Christian marriage here and in our families. He says, wives, follow the lead of your husbands. That's what the Lord wants you to do, you see. So the Lord wants the wives to follow the lead of the husband. But notice how it's what the Lord wants to do through her. Husbands, same thing. Husbands, love your wives. Don't be mean to them. And so again, it's going to show us uh, husbands um, a need for dependency on Christ to do this through us. Same goes with the children. Um, children. Obey your parents in everything. And the kids are like, in everything? Really? Well, the kids might ask the question, why? Why should I obey the parents in everything? Sometimes they're just flat out wrong. Well, that pleases the Lord, you see. That's the next verse. Um, Fathers, don't make your children bitter. If you do, they will lose hope. In other words, if you scare your kids, fathers, at a young age, they'll grow to hate you. So that's what it means is they lose hope. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything. Now keep in mind, this is employees um, submit, basically, to your employer. Okay? That's what slaves means. If you do, okay, continuing on. Don't do it just to please them. When they are watching you, obey them with an honest heart. Do it out of respect for the Lord. Work at everything. Do it with all your heart. Work as if you were working for the Lord, not for human masters. Work because you know that you will finally receive a reward, what the Lord wants you to have. You are serving the Lord, Christ. Anyone who does wrong will be paid back for what he does. God treats everyone the same. Keep in mind, we witness Christ, and we use words only when must. So when we serve the Lord Christ, we're actually not doing it for Him. We're letting Him live His life through us. The third doing good things that He planned for us long ago we're going to talk about is uh, in Ephesians 3.20. Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask, or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. And so the good things that he's planned for us long ago is Christ. He's living in us for the purpose of living through us. And he's able to do more than we can ever ask or even imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Remember, he is our strength. We don't ask for strength. Christ is our strength. 
the fourth thing we wanted to talk about here, doing good things that he planned for us long ago. Um, the grace of God is not a license to live a sloppy life. Rather, it's the power of God to live a righteous life. Let's take a look at Titus 2, 11 and 12. It says, For the grace of God, the Apostle Paul, um, writing again from the prison, um, these are called the prison epistles, so he's writing these letters from prison. That's why they're called epistles. Epistles is a Greek word for letters. But he says this in Titus 2, 11 and 12, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. So keep in mind, who's the godly life here? Well, Jesus gave his life for us so he could give his life to us, so he could transmit his life through us. So we are one spirit with him, but keep in mind he is the godly life, which is now our life. And so we live from that life to bear his character of godliness. In conclusion, the Apostle Paul writes another letter from prison um, to the church in Christ at Philippines. Philippians, excuse me. Um, therefore, this is in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. So keep in mind here, this is with a spirit of humility. Um, in verse 12, to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That's what it means. It just means to um, humble yourself in a spirit of humility. Lord, I'm available for you to live your life through me today. And keep in mind in verse 13, it's God working in you now, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. What desire does He give us? Well, he gives us the desire to live obedient lives because he knows obedience is for us. It's not for him or others. Did you hear what I just said? Obedient living is for us. It's not for him and it's not for others. But notice when he gives us the desire to carry, to be obedient, he also has to be the power to do this, to produce life through us. This is what pleases him. And so remember, it's impossible to live the Christian life. It's not hard. It's, it's, it's impossible. It takes Christ to be a Christian. It takes Christ to live the Christian life. So today, let's trust Him.